Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Caro. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We've also got our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do and love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, and review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Welcome, listeners. Uh, thanks for joining us today. We got episode fifty-three of the Sipping Social podcast. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a fun one. Uh, probably going to be a Sipping Social update kind of episode because we got lots to talk about. Uh, before we get into the, all that, uh, what are we sipping on today? G, what you got? Uh, throw it to the last one. I got the Noon Whistle Squishy Gummy Hazy IPA. Mm, we're going to talk about them Noon Whistle boys in just a little bit. Johnny, what you got? I just had one of the finest shots in the entire world, the Rumplemints, and I'm. Tasting that or uh, sipping that down with the uh, Coors Light. Nice, freshy, mm-hmm. fresh Coors Light over there. Yeah, ice cold. Tap it. Cool. I got a little Noon Whistle Hot Prism Blue. If you guys listened to the last episode, this is my favorite beer that they make, and I'm so glad that there was some left over in the beer fridge down here. Cheers. So, Paul and Mike, thanks for making a delicious beer. We're going to talk about you guys in a second. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Probably so, the first time that we all had beer is what we're sipping on. Oh man, it's a it's a first for the sipping social. I think so. Because usually you got Some whiskey. Sort of whiskey. Let's start usually off. you got captain. Oh, we got to reset. Yeah, let's start over. Do, are we even recording right now? <laughs> <laughs> so John's yeah, usually so, so John's usually drinking captain. Garrett's usually drinking whiskey, and I usually got beer. So we're all on beer right now. I guess so. That's kind of cool. My our boy Nate Swanson. He wants to catalog. He wants to catalog all the whiskey and the rating and the beer that we've done over the years. Yeah. This would be a good like stat to have. Uh, it'd be like the first time since 2018 that the Sipping Social podcast guys all hit beer at the same time. Yeah, I want I want some weird stats like that. Yeah, it'd be great. So Nate, you're on it. P- appreciate you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out, to, <laughs> big shout out to Noon Whistle, uh, Paul and Mike that came on the episode last time. There there was lots of really cool information coming from those guys. Besides the fact that they make great beer. Uh, Paul, with you know being the head brewer and owner and do nothing kind of guy, who seemed to do everything, and then Mike, who was like the boots on the ground. You know, I just I felt like that was like a really cool episode. Yeah, and if, good if, dynamic. If anyone had listened to it, they put some like pretty good like nuggets of information about totally. weird stuff that maybe we've never have asked about, like like how they treat water for in, individual water treatment locations, wild sours. Yeah, we just never stuff, talked about those before. We, we don't. That was all brand new to us. So. We were uh, real close to geeking out on that episode, just so you guys know, and you're welcome that we didn't. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. wait, actually, Johnny, you're welcome that we didn't, because you would have had to spend a lot of more time editing that, right? I thank you. <laughs> well, and Mike was cool. He ended up hanging out for about, I don't know, 45 minutes afterwards. Cool. Just literally the talking shop, which is pretty neat. Yeah. And like I said, I was not exaggerating when I said they brought like three cases on. They had, There's a case and a half still here. That's what I'm saying. They literally brought one of every four pack that had to have been in that cooler. I know we always say that about six packs, dude. Yeah, but all 16 ounce four packs, oh, six packs, just yeah. big boys. So uh, still happy to be drinking the Hot Prism Blue. I'm telling you, that so, beer is good. It's so good, so good. Um, speaking of beer, Gary, you did a fun thing today. Nah, nah, it was nah. a good time. Nah, it totally did sucked. You, so tell us all about yeah. your sucky time, man. <laughs> um, the first time that Mike and I ever brewed beer together uh, was at Crystal Lake. 
and that was a really fun story. We've talked about it before. Um, and we like fell into this like scenario where we were able on that first day that we were able to pick single barrels of barrel aged stouts. So cool. Which is really neat. Yeah. And when we did, I think they had like 12 barrels like sitting in there, like, I don't even know, you've called a Rick house. It's just like their pr- like production facility. It's, it's a back. Yeah. Area. It's a back area. Yeah. Um, I mean like you're, you're like, when you want to take a break, you just sit on a bag of rye, like or malt. Like, just like there's no chairs or desks or anything. It's just it's the employee a, lounge. It's just this area, and uh, so uh, we, I got invited to come back out and do that again, specifically just that, which cool. is really cool. So I took um, general manager of Maze and Mash and uh, the new uh, what will be the new GM of of Burger Social, and we went out there and tried um, eleven different barrels of bur- uh, bourbon or rye barrel aged stout wow um we didn't do any barley wine but so we, the entire time we're just taking a drill and drilling into barrels pulling samples and talk and talking about it very cool which is really neat so we got two we got two uh that we picked for the restaurants um they're gonna be at maze and social exclusively uh we have one one bourbon and one rye and we'll go into some details on that stuff later cool man it sounds like it was a good experience so oh, it was awesome when you're pulling like drilling holes in those barrels because it's barrel yeah. aged like it's not carbonated right so you're Correct. tasting the pre-carbonated right version is this what you brought us is the carbonated version or yeah is so this... they so they they put like three ounces in these giant uh crawlers. One, one quart crawlers yeah uh and then they carbonated and sealed it for us Dude, that's awesome yeah so it's like kind of pretty pretty freshy fresh as far as that goes i literally they these literally got um into a can at, at 1 30 in the afternoon and it's seven hours later and how much other beer did you bring home with you not enough okay can't wait to have that uh, baby beer <laughs> yeah we got a we got a yeah the baby beer uh they he told us that we could just take a case home each, and we're like, mm, "That's a lot." So we just brought like one and a half cases home. So shout out to our boy Ryan, master Ryan, brewer, master, yeah, over at Crystal Lake. The guy, I think, the I think guy he got knows a promotion he, now. Really? I think he's like head of all production. Well, either way, the guy so knows what he's doing. He introduced me to another guy who called him. He called him the head brewer. Really? So I think he's got a promotion, which is nice, cool. and he deserves it. Well, we're gonna have Ryan on sometime. This guy is great to hang out with. He's got that like low key, mellow, like chill vibe to him. Yeah, and he knows about as much about beer as anybody i've talked to and he, he talked to a lot of other brewers like around the area they all respect, they respect the hell him. out of them yeah they respect him yeah which is dope um speaking of more beer uh last time we recorded i we dropped a new brewery alert uh, out of batavia sturdy shelter mm-hmm. went there last night oh yeah how was it awesome yeah how many beers do they have so that's that's the one knock um, they're brand new though, right? They're brand new. Yeah, so they it only takes, open, it takes a while. but they only open with like four or five beers. Okay, they have like twelve lines. If you're not going to have your own beers on tap, have some like fillers. Yeah, from local other other breweries you want to like build a relationship with. Yeah, that would be my only knock on it. The beauty, the 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 actual building is fantastic. It's beautiful. It's it's gorgeous in there. It's a split level. There's like a second area, like loft, like second level loft area that's going to lead out to a second level patio above the sidewalk leading out to the river. Cool. Which is going to be really cool. That's not done yet. Um, but the actual inside of the building was cool. They were playing records, vinyls. You could request vinyls. I thought that that was really cool. Um, so you're, I'm sitting there listening to like Fleetwood Mac rumors while I'm like drinking these delicious beers. That's cool. Beer was good. Um, not great. But good, which I think is a good sign for mm-hmm. a new brewery. Um, 
only knock on it was that there was five beers of theirs, and I thought that they could have filled some of the lines so with something else. To drink, you only had five choices. Only five choices. Um, the hazy IPA I had was decent. The Kolsch, I really liked. I thought that that was good, clean, traditional Kolsch. Yeah, I feel if you do a good job of a lighter beer, then people will keep coming back. I would have liked to had a flight, though. Yeah. It was almost like there wasn't like enough beers for me to have a full pint. And well, we'll judge flight. it harder in six months, right? Yeah, but I, I think overall, great space. Uh, I got to meet the head brewer. His name's Frank. Uh, and he's also one of the owners, really lovely dude, very passionate, and was handing out free samples of uh, jerky I at mean, the bar. What else so, you need? Yeah, beer and jerky. <laughs> no, it was solid, though. I would I would definitely recommend it to people in this area. Yeah, thanks uh, for the Sturdy invite. Sturdy Shelter in Batavia. I was I was doing a solo thing. Yeah. yeah. You, were, you were busy. Yeah, I'm sure it was. You were definitely busy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next time I go out there, wait, G, you're definitely getting the invite. For sure. All right, uh, we got to go back a little bit to talk about this. We talked about Johnny going to Kentucky. But we never followed up on it. Well, we talked about it briefly. We we had like a small snippet that we did, and it was just kind of passed over. So, John, this is your... I like to keep my trips a uh, secret, so we can just we can move on. So we're just going to no, move on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if they're secret, you send me a ton of pictures. Yeah. I mean, uh, so you guys have been down to Louisville, Kentucky, you know, and checking out all the different uh, distilleries and all the different restaurants and bars there. Um, this was my first time down there. And uh, I went with another couple. It was me and my wife, another couple. We went down for the uh, what is called the um, Bourbon and Beyond Experience, which is a four-day festival starting Thursday through Sunday. Um, and one of the cool things about it is the bourbon part about it. I mean, I'll go through the bands that we saw, but when you were there at the concert series, you have access to probably over 50 different distilleries that you can try different bourbons from. That's crazy. So you literally that's can bonkers. taste anything you want in the area and that's all part in one of the place. Hundred no, I mean it's like you gotta pay for like the okay. drink or the or the pour. I gotcha. Um but 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 everything is brought to you yeah. is what I'm saying. It's yeah. accessible. It's it's fully accessible, yeah. And, and it was one of like the I mean, I've been to Lollapalooza and it was a little bit like that, but different, right? It's more geared towards like a, an older crowd. So a lot of people there were very res- sophisticated, sophisticated crowd. crowd. <laughs> <laughs> very respectful people there. Um, the vibe was great. Um, some of the bands we saw, if we just want to run through this real quick. Thursday, we saw Alanis Morissette and Jack White. Friday was Brandy Carlisle and Kings of Leon. Saturday was Greta Van Fleet and Pearl Jam. Damn. Sunday was Doobie Brothers and Chris Stapleton. Very cool. Uh, during the Bears-Packers game. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because people were actually just sitting in in some of these tents where they had TVs watching the Bears-Packers game while this wonderful music was going on. Hey, if Andre. you put the TV on mute and you got this badass music yeah, in the background, yeah, that sounds great. It Sipping on bourbon? Yeah, great idea. Outside? I'm in. So we, we stayed downtown so the, the venue was like kind of outside the city. It was like a 10-minute Uber away. Um, so the outside of the Bourbon Beyond was great. But um, checking out the city itself... Uh, you guys mentioned to check out that Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery. Um, we definitely checked that out, and it was an awesome experience. But when we got there, like obviously there's a huge wait, and so we put our name in. So it was like they said it was like maybe an hour out, like wait. So we went down to the street. This place called Muscles and Burgers. Been there, yeah, yeah, fantastic, so uh, good. We've been there twice. The food looked great. It looked yeah. like an amazing vibe. Yeah. And we sat down. We got a cocktail quick, and then we get our we get our our phone buzzed from Michter's, like fuck, we got to choose between like this great place here and then go to Michter's. So we chose to just like really cash out quick and literally down our old fashions. 
so we can go to Mictors. And that was a great experience. We got up to the, uh, I think, second or third floor bar. Second yeah. level bar. It's yeah. like a private bar area. You got to have reservations so cool. or you got to go there and make a reservation. And you get up there and you're treated like to the nines. Um, they treat you like you're, I mean, obviously you're the only people there, you know. Service um, incredible. Service was incredible. Cocktails incredible. Cocktails are incredible. Yeah. Um, I guess I will mention that. Like, <laughs> You better mention it. Yeah, okay, I'll mention it. I, I wasn't sure if I should mention it or not, but like. Who you, got the hookup? Uh, so you guys know a guy who works at your Bourbon Belly co- uh, company. Um, he works at Barrel and Rye. Yep. His brother works at Michter's, but you, I think you knew his brother first, right? Uh, I met his brother and became actually. This sounds bad. What's for, his name? Uh, Phil. Who works at, at Phil Barrel works and Rye. for the company. And Mick, yeah. and Mictor is, uh, is his brother Nick. His brother Nick is. Yeah. Okay. I like a little more. So I, I text. <laughs> I, I mean, only because he works at Mictor's. I text Mike and Garrett and like, hey, um, uh, you know, we're at Mictor's and they say, tell this guy Nick. You said. Yeah, Nick. Nick or Kathy. Mention, you know, that you're, you know, you know, Mike and Garrett, part of the Bourbon Belly Hospitality Group, and maybe he'll do something for you. Maybe he'll give you a tour. Say hi to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say hi. He's a great dude. Yeah, Yeah, you you definitely, you definitely started that way. Yes, he he was a great dude. You should, you you know, say hi and like, see maybe you can get a tour for you or something because you don't have a reservation for it. Maybe he'll do you a tour. So we were there for like maybe like an hour and a half. We go through like multiple rounds of drinks. We did like a huge tasting each. Probably rang up like a hundred and eighty dollar tab. We asked for our tab at the end of the hour and a half, two hours, and the server comes up. She goes. You guys are taken care of. Bam. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, we just got, like, hooked up in, in Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, it was just a great experience, and, like, you guys definitely hooked it up that way. <laughs> so who just went straight to the, the top of your distillery, <laughs> fa- your yeah, favorite yeah. distillery list? Yeah. But yeah. even before that, I mean, it was a great experience. Of course. Dude, that sounds like a great trip. Oh, great trip. I can't, I, I, I can't believe we didn't talk about it yet. Oh. If, if anybody wants to do, like, a four-day music festival and, and, and try delicious bourbon, I highly recommend the... Bourbon Beyond in Louisville. What Kentucky. were the pours like going for per price? Ten bucks. Ten bucks. So you for can like go to whatever for like whatever whatever distillery it was. was around. Yeah. There's a bunch of distilleries. You want to go? Boom. Did they offer different types of pours, or it was just like a flat rate? Um, this is what we're doing. Different types of pours. You could upgrade if you wanted something more special. If you wanted, okay. Um, they definitely had multiple. So they had other there. expressions back yeah. then. Very cool. One thing I do want, the last thing I want to mention about that trip, which is kind of funny, is like um, after the Evan Williams experience, um, we I bought a, the Evan Williams Red Label, 12 year. I bought a. Only one, by the way. Um, <laughs> a, uh, not the Michters, um, the Elijah Craig Toasted. They oh, had yeah. that there too. That's so good. That stuff's tasty. And they put it in this like paper bag, right? And then like the little like paper string top. So it's it's very. You know, you want to make sure your bottle is not going to fall through the yeah, bottom of it. Yeah. So, in order to get back to the hotel, we rented these bird scooters. Yes, <laughs> the birds. I know exactly where this is going. The limes and the birds. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, the only way to really carry like the paper bag is to loop the handle over the over the handle of the bird scooter yeah. and really grab it and make sure like your bottle's not going to fall through. And so, I'm on a 10, 10 minute ride home on this bird scooter, and I'm just thanking God that I actually made it back to the hotel nice but when we got back to the hotel we showered we came back out and one another guy was doing the same exact thing but he was coming back with a bottle of peerless well we didn't realize it was peerless until it actually he, he got to the curb he was getting off the bird bike and the bottom of the paper bag broke oh my and God. a bottle of peerless falls out of the bag hits the top of his bird bike bounces 
hits the concrete, bounces again, like maybe an inch high, and does not break. No. It did not break. He Holy looks cow. up he looks up at us and he's like, Jesus Christ, did that just <laughs> happen? He's like he 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 was like so thankful that his bottle didn't shatter all over the sidewalk. Yeah, and those peerless bottles are probably Forty dollars more than anything you're yeah. bringing home. Yeah, those are expensive as fuck. Yeah. A couple of things about that story: Peerless is expensive. Delicious whiskey, yeah, it's good. but it's expensive. Yeah. And if if you guys don't know about the electric scooters, birds, and limes, oh, everybody needs to go to a city where they're available. They're in, they're in they're Chicago. Phenomenal. So fun. Yeah, but like they're restricted. It's terrifying. Yeah, down it, there. It's it, it, so too much traffic. Yeah, yeah try it. Try it once, and then and then come back and tell us that you don't want to do it again. And uh, ask our uh, if you run into our buddy, Mr. Jeff Hoover. He's got a great electric scooter story that you might have seen aired on WGN News one morning about him breaking his arm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. So he hates that stuff. But uh, um, Johnny, cool, great cool stories. Trip. Yeah, cool trip. I think also the moral of the story is now that we've all been there, like if you need to go, if you need to go to Louisville, you you should. You have to maybe hit us up before you go, and we'll yeah. give you a couple of pointers of places to get breakfast, Love lunch, it. yeah, cool pours, places to go, yeah. dude. Like it's it's a four and a half five hour drive. I know it, yeah. se- it seems like, based on being in Kentucky, doesn't it seem like it should be farther? Yeah, it's, it's like not. why it's don't we four, come here more often? It's a often. four and a half hour drive. Driving to Springfield, Illinois, is three and a half four hours. Yeah, you might as well go it's, to Kentucky. Yeah, it's four and a half, but it's like it's east, east coast time, so I like you lose an hour, but, yeah. but still, it's fantastic. Yeah. Right. All right. Speaking of Kentucky whiskey, bourbon, um, Buffalo Trace is just released an article. Saying that they are releasing the most amount of Pappy ever to date. Ever. Ever. So allocations came through for the company. They're pretty good size, which is awesome. We won't get those for five or six weeks? No, they come out the week of the 7th or the 14th of November. So three or four weeks. Two or three weeks? Yeah, two or three weeks. All right, a couple weeks we'll have this year's version. Well, this year's Pappy coming through. Well, by the time you listen to this, probably next week. Yeah, so it'll be coming out soon. Um but good thing about that for consumers is that you might actually be able to get your hand on a bottle this yeah, time, jump right? Yeah, on, jump on one of those like jewel raffles. And maybe jewel raffles. Go drop your name off at Benny's. Get yeah, like, that, I, I, I know you got to work at that. Yeah. And we talked about that, but it, it's better than nothing, right? 100%. So there's your two options based on what we're talking about. Unless you've got a local liquor store that you work out, you work well with, and you spend a lot of money there, I'm just saying, go down to Benny's, put your name on the list, you might get one. Dude, you I never was, know. I was telling... Uh, Andy, your your AGM like Pappy's coming out. I don't expect a ton out of it. Blah blah blah. Three weeks later, th- three hours later, I got the text message of what we're getting. I was like, oh man, I'm eating my shoe right now. Eating crow. Yeah. So it's funny you say that. Uh, I've brought up. I've mentioned a great customer of ours, Mike Brennan, before. Oh yeah, Mike. He literally mentions to me. Says, hey Mike, did you see that article that got released um, about Pappy releasing more than they ever have before? And I'm like, no. I'm not kidding you. Four minutes later, that text came through with our allocations. Yeah. And it was, I was like, I go, Mike, do you seriously have ESP? You, you, I literally just got this text. I showed him. And so it was, it was a great conversation to have. Um, but lots of whiskey out there, lots of good bourbon coming around. I think last time we talked about allocation season, right? Yeah. This is it. This is it. Here we go. Yeah. Lots of good. Super excited. And we, Garrett, Who's gonna make the ultimate? Which is kind of cool. We'll make the ultimate decision for this restaurant group. Is that you talked about because we're getting a decent amount, maybe making the the price more approachable. Oh, one hundred percent. So this way, more people can enjoy it, right? Whiskey's meant to be shared, and I believe that. Mm-hmm. And I fight with my boss about this constantly. Yeah, he wants to sell it at max price, optimal prices, yeah. right? I want 
profit. I want, I want people to be able to say, "Hey, I can come to Social or Barrel or Local or Amazing get a get a bottle, uh, get a pour of this because it's super hard to find, and I'm not gonna like break the bank." Yeah, I still think that our prices are super approachable, more uh, more approachable than anybody else in the area. Well, right now we are so, the cheapest one in the suburbs. Yeah, uh, my goal is to go less than that. Perfect, for, dude. For, for Let's this, go. Come nice everybody, product. come on by and get a very affordable pour of uh, Pappy Ten. Yeah, Rip Van Ten. Rip Van Ten. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Uh, so we got some uh, new construction on the so- on the Wheaton or in Wheaton Did on the south that? side of the tracks. I didn't. So that place where um, just south of the tracks on Hale, where the what's that breakfast place? Uh, Egg Harbor. Harbor. Yeah, yeah. That whole block is going in uh, into high rise condos, high rise condos or yeah. apartments. They're gonna be renting. Okay. And on the main floor is all going to be restaurants. Hmm. We talked about this a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, so that just got approved by Wheaton. Yeah. So they, they started breaking ground on that then? Not, I don't think just yet. Okay, because there's those two blocks that are going to get wholly renovated. Yeah. Between like where the bank is, going mm-hmm. all the way down to Egg Harbor is. All that so stuff. Harbor is going to be out of business for like a year as this thing gets built. And then they'll back reopen. Up. Yeah. And then yeah. I think the next spot next to it, and then maybe there might be three or four spots available. Yeah, retail spots. Or uh, restaurants. Yeah. They're gonna be bu- they're gonna build them out for restaurants. Cool, um, I think it'd be a great addition to Wheaton. Yeah, the downer of those uh, apartments that they're they're small, so like they're not gonna be like three bedroom apartments. They're gonna be like studios, ones and twos. Sure, um, that doesn't affect us. No, I mean it's just it's just something. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Just um, a piece I think of information. That, I think that it's gonna bring a nice amount of people to downtown Wheaton. It's gonna keep up the demand for new restaurants, good restaurants, so quality restaurants. Yeah, if there's two. If there's 200 apartments in there, that means there's 200 new customers and yeah. 200 customers' friends. Plus. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what'd you bring for whiskey for us today, man? So this is like a, a low-key rye of one of my favorites. Um, I didn't really know how good it was until I, I had a bottle and I didn't open it for like a year just because it just got lost in the shuffle. Sure. Uh, I got Russell's Single Barrel Rye. Cool. Awesome. Comes out three times a year. Very cool. Uh, and since you went to Crystal Lake today, I'm assuming you brought us a couple beers that we uh, were yeah. going to talk about. So we're going to do the bourbon barrel-aged stout, the rye barrel-aged stout, and the octopus. And the Dunkel Lager. And the Dunkel Lager. That's the most important one because that's just got canned. It just got canned this morning. Awesome. Beautiful. So we got some great whiskey to drink, some delicious fresh beer from Crystal Lake to drink. That's coming up in a little bit. Customer of the week. Johnny put this in. I can't wait to talk about this. Messy families. <laughs> Lots to talk about in that. We need to go through all of this really quickly it's a whole so we can second podcast. It just might on it this. might be episode five uh, fifty three B. Yeah, uh, we'll have fifty three A <laughs> and then we'll have a fifty three B. It'll just be that. So uh, we got our Yeef coming up yearly industry ebb and flow. Yeef, bam! Uh, it's social weather changing. Tents coming down on Hill Street. If most of you guys have been to social, know what the tent uh, brings to social. Lots of pros in there. Um, this is the time that it comes down. So a little bit of a transition period for us, uh, which just normalizes things for us because everything comes inside and slows down a, a, a smidge. Doesn't make us slow. No. It just slows down a little bit. Which has got to be nice. It's great. Uh, and then we got uh, tons of private parties coming up. Yeah. yeah. Like Holiday parties are Holiday getting parties. started. I was, uh, I was with the GM of Maze, and she had five emails while we were tasting out the barrel-aged stouts. Today? Of, of today, this morning, while we're the hour that we're doing that, five brand new people asking for uh, private parties. It's awesome. Yeah. It, it drums up good business. We're, 
you're de- we're definitely not taking on the party if it's not beneficial for us as well. Sure. So uh, it, it's always a good thing. I think so. And guaranteed sales is always great too. Yeah, for sure. Um, what should we drink first here, G? Beer or whiskey? Usually we go whiskey. No, we should, we usually go beer, beer first whiskey. and then whiskey. Yeah, this is your first first episode. Um, <laughs> uh, my my fifty fifth episode. I think that let's 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 continue the trend. Let's go beer. All right, beer first. Mm, yeah, let's do the dunk, let's do the dunkle first. Sweet. So we're gonna get into the beer portion now. Uh, this is all Crystal Lake stuff. Uh, Garrett brought some freshy freshes. Yeah. Uh, so the dunkle lager. When we showed up, they were canning it. This morning. This morning. Love it. Which is pretty cool. Cool. Um, the the guy canning, we, the, all the doors were locked, so we walked through the brewer's entrance, and the guy gave us a really weird look, and then Ryan, the brewer, came out and was like, hey, Garrett. And uh, then it became, then it came fine that we were inside the building, but um, they were, uh, Mike, do you want to explain what a Dunkel lager is? So um, <clears throat> a Dunkel is a German-style lager that comes from a specific region. Um, it's definitely on the darker side. Yeah, and especially it, visually. Visually, and it has to do with the hops that derive from that region. Um, and honestly, so usually they, they're on the darker side with a mahogany color and subtle char- chocolate notes. And um, I'm excited to try this, especially if it was canned today. Yeah, this, this will be my second uh, sip of this today. Cheers. It's a 5.5% Dunkel Lager Crystal Lake Boom. Nice and dark. And if you have to guess, it's also from the town called Crystal Lake. <laughs> you don't know how many times I get that question when I'm when I was oh, bartending. It's, it's Where's silly. that from? Yeah, it's silly. I'll give you a dollar if you can guess. I know, it. but so Crystal Lake is just kind of out of our like area of people knowing totally agree. towns and stuff Even like in that. Geneva, like where's yeah. Crystal Lake? Is um, that in Wisconsin? That's tasty, man. It's not bad, right? It's good. So it's still, it's still like yeah. These are uh, this is one of those beers I just don't. Uh, yeah, not your style. No, yeah, not my style. So I'm not is, surprised it, is by it that. too? Um, so I'm getting like some is some nice like rye grain notes on there. A lot of rye. Um, is it is it too dry for you, or is it um, just kind of like the bready yeast that German style beers? That use? German German like bready yeast, I think. Because I, I get that hint of like chocolate in there, which I yeah. like out of like a stout. Yeah, but the, it is definitely is not the stout, but. Um, yeah, it's just uh, I don't know. Not it's like, a good it's like halfway to, to an Oktoberfest, but not quite there. Yeah, I I think that I I like the refreshment of it. Yeah, but it, the, it the, is, the flavor the the flavor tends to lead towards a, a heavier style beer. Correct. Which this is not. So right. it's kind of conf- like it's just kind of confusing, confusing to my confusing to my brain and my beer palate because I think you're like, well, I can only have one of these, and then you're like, oh, it's five and a half percent. But it tastes like chocolate, so you should only have one of them. And like, well, but it's crushable. Yeah. So it's just it's just kind of confusing. I don't know. I feel like whenever I have like beers like this, um, I feel like I'm having beer for the first time, like when I was like 17 years old, where it's just like a young. Johnny. You're like, why would anybody like enjoy this or drink this? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's new to your palate, though. But right? I th- but I, I think why that does like, dad drink 12 of these? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel awful. Like I stole. I, feel I stole like two of these, and these are terrible. The more you more you get into it, and the more and more you like you drink in this realm of beer, then you're probably your palate gets kind of used to it, and you start enjoying it. But like when you don't drink this a lot, yeah. and you drink it, it's, it's different. Like, wh- why am Why am I drinking this? Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, I I think that it's it's refreshing. It's crisp, five and a half percent, easy easy to drink. 
Um, not my. If I had to put, if you put three other lagers in front of me, that are like a Vienna lager or a classic lager or like a coast style ale, or even their Beach Blonde. It, yeah, I, I just, I probably would go for that over that. Yeah, I think I would too. I think it was just really interesting to bring in something that it could not get any fresher. Yeah. It's tasty um, though. Yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's a good beer. If someone bought me one of these, uh, I would be happy about that, and I wouldn't turn it down, and I would finish it. I don't know. And look, John finished it. <laughs> he, he hated sure it. Well, because I know we we, I don't we know only have one glass to try four different beers, <laughs> so I have to finish it. So that's how we get you drunk. Jan. Let's get to the next one here. I'm buying uh I'm buying a six pack, and I'm drinking like two over two weeks, and then uh, letting other people try it while they're at my house. All right, Johnny, pass. I'll uh, I'll buy I'll buy a pour of this in the fall at a at a bar. Perfect. All right, sweet. So now we got the uh, Crystal Lake Hoptopus, which is an Imperial uh, Hazy IPA. Um, this is one of my favorite that they've made. This is um, canned on 10-11, so 15 days ago, uh, nice and fresh. Um, Imperial IPAs tend to be heavier. Um, what's the ABV on that, G? Uh, eight and a half. Yeah, so um, every, just so you guys know, every brewery has a different IPA, double IPA, and Imperial IPA standard. This is called an Imperial IPA for Crystal Lake. A dozen breweries around us call it it double IPAs. So uh, just be aware of when you're looking at that stuff. ABV is probably a little bit more prevalent to me in in knowing what kind of style it is than what the actual brewery calls it. So there's like a whole story about like they're using like eight different like... uh Ingredients like between like the grains, the hops, and the yeast and stuff that's like that. That's where they get so the, the, the octopus. The octopus cool. part for the tentacles. Yeah, John, tell us about the can. The can actually looks pretty cool. Have you ever seen a beer called Hopped Octopus before? No. It's actually a pretty good uh, concept. Uh, so you think of like a, an octopus, right? It has that sort of bulbous back end to it, where like the back of the head is. That is the hop. So oh, imagine nice. like those hop leaves as like the hair of like the octopus's back bulbous round thing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, uh, the colors on it too they kind of pop um yeah very very illustrative very like you know sky blue orange does it say anything about the uh, what kind of hops are in there no they don't but we could look it up or, yeah. or you cool text can. your boy i'm already over it all right cool cheers well, cheers I, i've already <laughs> had this i've already <laughs> had this beer there's el dorado and citra i know it's fan, it's i know it's for sure the nose it's, is good it's exactly what i wanted it to be it's so clean it's really good. This beer is delicious. Yeah. So for Crystal Lake being known for I making agree. good dark beers and really good crisp lagers, yeah, they make a mean hazy IPA. They do. So I mean, our first collab was a the first like realization that they could do that. Well, that was a we did the hopped up it was a pale handshake. Ale. It was a lager. I thought it was a pale ale. I thought it was a lager. Mm, I think we used a lager yeast. Dang. Um, Garrett and I should but, talk uh, about this offline. It, an, an imperial at eight and a half, I think, is. On the lower side, for Imperials, yeah, yeah. Um, Most places will just call it a double IPA. Yeah, this this hits really nice. All the tropical notes. Is this uh, is this something clean? Is yeah. this something that you guys have or would get on tap at your? Yeah, we, we will. We've uh, we've had. Uh, I know Social's had it on before. Yeah. I know Barrel has had it on, and Local. I think Maze was the only one who ignored my text message yeah, when they first came out about three or four months ago. This is tasty, um, and they brew this about once every six weeks. It's so good. It comes out and then it's gone and then it's back. So I think it's really good. If you like a imperial or double uh, hazy IPA, definitely look for this Hoptopus from Crystal Lake. Yeah. Really tasty. I I put this in like the eight range. 
Uh, and I would I would buy a four pick and bring this home. I got six of them at the the brewery, and I purposely didn't bring in three of them. <laughs> That's what I'm Good. doing with it. Because <laughs> Mike would have taken them home. Mm-hmm. All right, sweet, uh, great. Uh, the Dunkel Lager salad, uh, seeming to like a, the Hoptopus a little bit more. Uh, what's up uh, next on the beer stuff? All right, so now we're going into the heavy stuff. Here's the big boy this stuff. Is, this is the reason why we went out there. Yeah. So we 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 ended up zipping holes in uh, twelve different barrels. I think we were okay with like just doing like seven, and then Ryan was like, "Actually, it'd be really interesting to try what this one tastes like." And then and it kept on going back and Question. forth. And Andy, uh, Jenna are like, "We could also go get lunch. That sounds pretty sweet too." But he was excited about it. What was really interesting about this whole thing was that um, all these beers were a minimum like a year and two or three months old, and some of them were about two year, two a little bit over two years old. So we were able to taste the difference between the two. Nice and. They got all their barrels from Heaven Hill, so they had all these stamps on them. Like some of them were like Elijah Craig, and some of them were Elijah Craig toasted. So it was the toasted barrels. That's the closest I've ever been to a toasted barrel. Remember, I told you I was going to get yeah. you a sample of that. Um, so I think I'm going to be able to get one from them, uh, but it's going to have beer in its use. I don't know if that's good or not. But the so we were able to taste the difference between the same age of beer in it for uh, in in a you know like a eight year old bourbon barrel versus like a one-year-old toasted barrel very cool which is kind of cool yeah um if if you're wondering if the the lighter one was uh the toasted one you're absolutely correct so the first one we're going to try is the 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 one that we like the most it was a um it was a bourbon a bourbon barrel aged stout if you notice mike as you're miking that pour our new mic stands Way, way, way more sturdy than the uh, old ones we had. You could shake that mic, and that won't come off that stand. Oh, yeah, that is nice. Way to go, Johnny! There you go. Awesome. New gear for the podcast. So this is gonna be about <laughs> this is gonna be about <laughs> ten to ten and a half percent. Lovely, lovely. Cheers, Johnny. And Heaven Hill barrels. Ooh. It smells it smells <laughs> delicious. You know, you know, I brought something good when both Mike and John, in unison without talking to each other, <laughs> just groaned into the microphone. Smells so good. In in, man, in stereo, it smells oh. boozy, but oh man, we're All drinking right. this like a little bit warmer than optimal temperature. Like optimal temperature is room temperature plus forty five minutes in a fridge. Yeah, but the flavors. It's pretty that's good, right? Incredible. All right, Mike. You go left ear, go, oh, and I'll go right ear, oh, (laughs) (laughs) that'll be good for the car stereo. (laughs) I got got that in my headset. That was great. Yeah. Dude, caramel for days. Caramel, vanilla, chocolate. So tasty. This is, we got a lot of nuances in this and you taste a little oak. I this, think this, this is really is good. good. Yeah, so this is this is our number one favorite. Um, weird that it was a, uh, it was our third barrel that we tried too. Like he told us, like this is this one that we like, and we're like, well, let's just try some other ones first. My this only be, thing is, it was probably sitting in your car for like all afternoon in the sun, so it's probably no, it a little bit warm. No, it was in it was in a covered concrete garage. It's a little warm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna fight you right in on this one. <laughs> Dude, that is tasty. Well done. 
Uh, so you said ten and a half to ten percent somewhere around yeah, there. Ten to ten and a half, based, yeah. based on where it finishes, right? Yeah. Uh, so we bought. Is this for social or maize? Both. We're getting like a barrel of each, yeah. or like a keg a of couple, each. A couple six of each. Oh, perfect. We're doing only six of this. Awesome. And then this was the bourbon or the rye. This is the bourbon. This is the bourbon and the rye is coming up right next. Right, right here. Oh man, I don't know how you're gonna beat this. Yeah, that's that was like really that was good, good dude. Garrett. Thank, uh, thank you for that. It's not gonna beat it. Okay. But you will be able to taste the differences between the bourbon and the rye, and I think it's I think it's important to have both. Cause I think because I think there were we tried three or four different rye barrels. Are these gonna be ten ounce pours at the restaurants? Oh yeah. Ten ounce pour is probably going for eight bucks a pop. Yeah. Well worth it, right? Oh. Let's get one more pour out of this. <laughs> I love that for some reason. So good. So this is the seventh barrel we tried. Oh my god. So if that just gives you any idea like how long we were doing this, like it was almost two hours of like zipping holes and like pulling it and the longer we were doing it, the guys who were working in the production facility, we're like wandering on over and like, hey, what are you guys doing? You got an extra cup? Yeah. In in the very beginning, <laughs> yeah. I, I literally if walked I around. My hands. I walked around and invited everyone to come hang out with us. And they're like, no, I got stuff to do. Mm. And then about 20 minutes later, 23 minutes, like, they all started coming over. Yeah. They always want to. Yeah. Who doesn't want to try the barrel aged stuff they've been staring at for the last year and a half? Yeah. Mike, right, so this is the right. Can I comment on this one? Absolutely. And see if you agree. Okay. I feel like the mouthfeel on this one is a little less. Thick. It's a little more watery. And I feel like the first one is a little bit sweeter, more chocolatey. And this one's more on the bourbon side. The baking spices are definitely, I agree with you. Baking spices are coming through more on this, but I almost may think that this makes it a more balanced beer. The reason why is because there was so many sweet notes on that last one that this one, you get that with the undertone of spices that finish it, that doesn't make it as sweet. Yep. So this one should not be as sweet. No, but and, I, and I, that sweetness from the bourbon will enhance all the other flavors that the um I, I think I like this better. The chocolate and the caramel and all that stuff. Yeah. I think I like it better. I I'm refusing to say which one I like the most because I think they're both really, really good. Yeah. Um this one definitely, John, what you're saying, like not watery, but like not as thick or as like uh robust for sure. Um I do agree that that other one was more chewy. The first one, the, the bourbon was more chewy. Yeah, it, it definitely was more like desserty. Yeah, I'm. Which I like. I'm, I, I would prefer the first one over this one. Yeah, personally. I think they're both delicious. I, if I had to choose, number two door number two is my favorite. Ooh, barrel number seven, the rye. Yeah, the rye barrel. It just speaks to me. It was really weird trying the toasted barrel once. You're like, did this even age in here? Really? Like it was like so light, and and I literally taught Ryan and the other brew guys like what a toasted barrel was, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense why we're not getting the flavor profiles that we thought we were going to. Because you got to seal it off, right? What's that? Yeah, like like you like the pores of the wood because it's porous. Yeah. When you when you toast it beyond the char, yeah. Are you no, no, it wasn't even charred. It was just toasted. Just toasted. Yeah. So it's just not opening it up, right. so they can't get the flavors out They're of it. They're not getting enough, and the, and and that char allows some of those flavors to be enhanced when it comes back in, okay, to the barrel. So like they weren't, there's like these just don't seem to be aging as nicely as the other ones. I'm like, yeah, because they're freaking toasted barrels, you dummy. Um, I didn't say that at all. 
um, and nor would I. But I was like, they're they're only like toasted for like 20 seconds. So compared to the minute, the other ones were burnt. And the whiskey was only in that barrel for like maybe a year. So like you're not getting a ton of that bourbon flavor out of those. So but why are the toasted barrel like whiskeys really tasty? Because they spent time in the charred barrel and then they spent a year in the toasted ones. I guess you. What so uh, it's, they're, they're double. They're literally double barreled. What, okay. was, what was the ABVs on these? Because I, I feel, 10, 10 I, I feel pretty warm right now. Yeah, Jay, I need some more rumplements. Maybe take off your pants. <laughs> I got a stout hug. He hasn't, he hasn't put his pants on since we got here. He's <laughs> been pantsless this whole time. We're in a swimsuit. No wonder no the, no the cats are all over you. <laughs> anyway. Oh uh, yeah. All right. Um, thanks, G. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Beer's delicious. Thanks, Crystal Lake. Our boy Ryan up there. Dude, he killed Fantastic. it. Fantastic. He, he was a great host. Dude, he's always been a great host to us. Really, really generous, and uh, he likes the beer. Yeah, he, he does. He knows, knows a lot about beer. Is it whiskey time? Yeah. yeah. I'm ready. How we how we doing on time over Let's here, Let's go. We're good? Let's go. All right. So one of um, this has been one of my favorite ryes over the past, I don't know, maybe two years. Um, I didn't really, like get into it until we did that obscurity collab. Um, I had a bottle of Russell's Reserve Rye single barrel, which is what we're doing today, um, on my back bar, or literally in a box in my basement forever. I just didn't remember that it was there. And so when I went to go to that collab day, I just grabbed the bottle, because I should, I should always bring a bottle to a collab beer day, because who doesn't want a little bit of whiskey? Um, and if we're coming like a whiskey company, you gotta bring something whiskey, right? And, uh, and it ramps the day up really quickly. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> Which uh, everybody loves. Oh, so everyone's just had like a, a bagel and a banana. Let's do a shot of bourbon. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> and it's 10 a.m. So uh, so I brought it there and I was like, holy balls, this is delicious. And then so then I went to go buy it again uh, at the store because I, I, we drank the entire bottle within like an hour there. Uh, I couldn't find it. So I had to hit up the. Uh, the wild turkey rep was like, "Hey, I can't find this bottle anywhere. Can you help me out?" And she she was nice enough to help me. They sent three bottles to our restaurant. And it was like all allocated, which is ridiculous. Um, and then like three months later, it's now available. So it comes out like two or three times a year. It, I think it's at Binnie's right now. Uh, I'm I'm like ninety percent sure like Malloy's and Glen Allen has it. Um, do you have any of these bottles at Social right now? Not, no. Okay, I know Barrel and Rye does, and I know that Burger Local and Maze and Mash does. Um, Hopefully after this, you can be like, well, we should probably get one of these for the restaurant. Um, one of the best parts about this rye is that it's the same, almost the same mash bill as our favorite Sazerac rye. It's nice. only it's only a 50, 51% rye, 37 corn, 12 malts of barley. So it's not super peppery. It should be very light and, and uh, not so like uh, peppery on the back, like, so not like too obtrusive on the back throat. Um, this uh, It's a single barrel, so they're... Um, the most comparison to this is the Wild Turkey 101, right? Here we go. I love that, like... <laughs> so the Wild Turkey 101, right, is the uh, is the most comparison comparable to it because they only make one... Uh, Jenny. They only make one rye mash belt. Okay. Um, so this is a single barrel... About five to six years old, uh, proofed at 104, uh, where the Wild Turkey 101 rye is 101 proof, obviously, and about three years old. So that one will be a little more peppery, spicy, which I think is very good. Yeah. And I really enjoy that as a shot or in a in an old fashioned. 
Cheers. Mm. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, G. Oh, for sure. And John would be um, is happy to know that it's not 170 proof. Mm. I like that a lot. That's good. It's, it's very good. It's it's pretty soft, right? It's a really soft rye. You only took one sip. I did. All right, the second sip. I don't want to hear anything until you take the second sip. The second sip is when you judge. Because you yeah. just had barrel aged stout and all this, all this other cool beer. It's a really mellow rye. Very mellow. The Kentucky hug, if you will, yep. is very slight. Yeah. Um, flavor. Out of this world. It's pretty robust. I, it's it's almost a rye. So most rye's I wouldn't drink by itself. Yep. I want to mix it with something Manhattan, uh, old fashioned black Manhattan. I don't think this needs anything. I would I would drink this on the rocks, maybe an orange twist to brighten it up. All right. That's it. That's I, what Mike's I, doing. That's what I'm doing. I, I'm dude. That whiskey is fantastic. Yeah, I agree with you. The Kentucky hug is not the burn of the whiskey, but yeah. there is a little bit of a hug of the spice. Yeah. It's got really good spice to it. But but like um you get like this like good spice burn like on your tonsils or something. You don't get the burn in your chest from like a from like a high proof whiskey, right? right? Yeah. So the back of the throat type of thing? Yeah, it's more like I don't know, it's like a warm sort of feeling in in spice on a the spice, side on the side a of spice your spice hug. I don't know. Do you get that or Yeah, it, I get like where like you're in your lymph nodes, like it's it yeah. a little tingly. Mm-hmm. Um I think I think that has a lot to do with what we had before. They're like sweeter. Like I think there's a lot of a lot of caramel and chocolate notes in the last beers we had. Um, this like wakes all that up. Uh, th- what I really like about this is that um, if you were if I was to ask you what the proof was, I don't think you'd say over hundred. Um, and what I also really like is that Wild Turkey doesn't give a shit about rye, like. Uh, Jimmy Russell doesn't give a shit about right. He he loves bourbon. He wants his Russell's ten, his Russell's small batch, uh, and his and his like the new allocation, the Russell thirteen, to be like that's the that's the cream of the crop, right? Um, but I feel like they they needed to have a rye and they put it out there, and I think this this just knocks it out of the park. I think I think that they, <coughs> for something that they don't care about, they did something really cool. If this is a sixty dollar bottle that's like available a couple times a year, yeah, worth every penny. Yeah, so I think it comes out about three it, times a year. It's fantastic. And like um, stores can't get a ton of it, and it's and because it's not very popular. Like I don't, I don't know a lot of people are like I didn't even know they made a rye. Um, so like, they, they might sit in the shelf for a while. So I, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find it now. Um, but if you if you see one and you haven't gotten one, I think sixty bucks is like the top end that you would be that you'd be finding it at. I think you could find it a little bit cheaper. So talk about wild turkey. And how most people like think of wild turkey as like a base. Oh, wild turkey bourbon brand. Wild turkey is everyone's like, no, I don't do wild turkey. That's what I'm saying because I OD'd on it when I was 17 and right. I was drinking the 101 bourbon. Right. So I, I I feel like I'm I'm almost in that same stigma. Yeah. Where I'm starting to try like the rare breed series, the masters keep series. The stuff's fire. And now this, like, these are all, like, different expressions that you don't associate necessarily with wild turkey. And they only make two different mash bills, the bourbon and the rye. So, clearly, they know what they're doing. 100%. I, and I, I'm i just starting to get more on more and more on board with, like, the Russell's 10-year uh, bourbon, the Russell's 6-year rye. Like, these are all, like, good products. And then you bring this on. That's, dude, this is phenomenal. I think this is better than 6-year rye. It, it, it's really good. 
Well, I mean, the six year rye is a, not a very expensive product, no. but this this is fantastic. Yeah, so it's like a, it's we don't an, bring a lot of rye on. No, it's an ode to Jimmy and Eddie Russell, uh, father and son, who do all the um, who do all the blending for, or they're they're in charge of the blending. Um, it's tasty. There's a there's a great story about uh, Jimmy. He's got like a house on the compound at Wild Turkey, and he just sits on his front porch, and someone just brings him samples every day. <laughs> And he just like sips them and goes, and like he gets like feedback the next day. Nice. Like, what a That's, life that sounds, is. Sounds like a great life. Yeah, just sitting on a like a rocking chair. So, and Russell single barrels are pretty sought after as far as like store picks and stuff like mm-hmm. that, aren't they? Yeah, because they're not they're far and few between. They they, they, don't, they don't just let like any two or three years small. ago it was more regular. Yeah. Now it's really hard to get. Okay. And not to toot our own horn, but on Wednesday. A week from today, seven days from now, I'm picking a Russell single barrel bourbon. Look at that. Boom. Like I lobbed it up for you. <laughs> Did you even know? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. Yeah, it took a... Uh, you it, guys. You guys. It was literally uh, 13 months ago that I had the first conversation about this. This has been the, the longest project. I've, I've, my job is like 20 projects going on at the same time. And yeah. They're all like small and take forever to handle, uh, to finish. And uh, this is the longest one that I've had going so far. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, so we're doing a bourbon for that one, but this rye, I think, is really good. I would, um, I would buy a case of this. It would be my daily drinker, and I let anyone who wanted to try it try it. I'll, uh, I'll take a bottle off of you for your case, and it's a home drinker for me, which means it'll be gone in about a week. All right, perfect. And then let me know when I can buy another <laughs> bottle off you. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, know, I, I would definitely buy a bottle of this. Now, um, all right. So this bottle staying here with John. Is there a uh, a non single barrel? I mean, th- yes, they have. They have that's a, they more have a, available. Yeah, or is so it? There's an everyday one. They have a a, a rye. That's that's fine. Hmm, maybe we should compare the six year. Do you have it here? No. All right. Well, no. save it for next episode. Okay. Um the re- the 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 six year rye I think is good. Yeah. Um I think this is a little softer. Sure, and and once again, if you're gonna throw price into it, you're kind of this is elevated. Yeah. Based on the price. Yeah. So just trying to be the devil's advocate. Well, the six-year rye is only a thirty-dollar bottle. Right. So this is way more expensive. Way more expensive, but and also if you're going after the wild turkey one hundred and one rye, that's like a twenty-two dollar bottle, and it's higher proof, um, and it's way more peppery. So if you're in the really the pepper stuff, like maybe this isn't for you. Sure. But this is a great. If you're in the rise for a sipper that doesn't need to be mixed with anything, this is the yeah. one. I also think that um, if someone says like I don't drink rye, then like, no, I don't do that. Give them a pour of this. Well, so, and that's once again and, we, and see what they we, we talk about like people not knowing all the action or the, all the avenues that they can go down for right. bourbon and, and rye. Right. There's everything's different. It's it, you know what I mean as far as like the Michter single barrel rye, insane, but not too peppery. Right. Then you get to the um, the Sazerac rye, which we love, has a little bit more pepper, but not super. But not too much. Only fifty one as well. And then you can keep we can keep going on and on. And yeah, on. until you get like the ninety five percent rye or hundred percent rye. Exactly the double yeah. rye from High West and so all if, that jazz. If you tell me that you don't like rye. Oh, uh, that means you haven't the right one yet. Yes, it's my favorite line of yours. Yeah, that's that, so with bourbon, check this out. Rye, whiskey, all that stuff. Check this one out, Johnny. You loving it? Oh, I love it, dude. This bottle's staying here with you, by the way. No, no, get out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. Uh, we're gonna finish that bottle tonight before we go home, just so you all know. Prove it. <laughs> Prove it. All right, it's time, boys. Customer okay, of the week. Hold, hold on, I need to crack my knuckles. Garrett's stretching over here. He's Johnny. You haven't commented on Garrett's shirt tonight. Do we need to take a break? Because I want to rip that thing off. 
Wait, what? Just just a comment or two. I thought <laughs> I thought you might like that that I wore like a, a gray shirt underneath it that kind of wraps around honestly, it. Honestly, like that's what I don't like. He's wearing <laughs> oh, this really? like button up shirt with a uh, a t shirt long sleeve underneath it. Yeah. You're not showing anything. We oh, need you more want chest you want more? more chest can't hair. see nips. Can't see All right. chest so, hairs. Okay, so on. Gary usually doesn't wear an undershirt. He's got one on. No. Never. And, and well, you I didn't just see this. It's, like a, it's, a, it's a full crew pure cut. Pure white chest. So I, I'm just feeling with your, that shirt, it should be some sort of V-neck. Like it's, a like so a dark gray V-neck. I wore the gray shirt underneath be- shirt because it was, so uh, it was kind of chilly out today. And the, the long sleeve I have underneath is... Um, it's like one of those like uh, base layers. This is taking so forever. I, so I didn't have to. So I didn't have to wear a jacket. <laughs> He's like John Candy in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, <laughs> trying to get his jacket off in the car, and both of it, both of his wrists get stuck on the seat. <laughs> <laughs> he can't drive the car anymore. That's funny. Um, but I do remember that uh, I wore the shirt like about the outside shirt in, like a week ago or two weeks ago, and Mike's like, "I love that button down." <laughs> I like all your button downs. I mean, it is a good color to wear underneath that button down, but it's just it's just too much, too much stuffing. All right. Well, I'm, I'm shedding layers for you, just for you. All right. Thanks. This is great radio, by the way. Yeah. Great radio. Well, so yeah. nobody can see it. Gareth's de- de- uh, de-dressing. Don't you feel like 100% better now? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I, I, can little, I can breathe a little easier. So oh now my Garrett's God. taking, now he's shirt taking the other shirt off. Now yeah, he's putting topless. the other shirt back on. This is definitely <laughs> great radio. This is this is good nudity for radio. Holy molies. <laughs> All right. We'll wait. All right. Garrett's getting buttoned up right now, and we're about to get into our customer of the week. Um, <clears throat> John, I'm really glad you put this on, dude. I could go on for days and days and days about this. All right. Well, Especially because both of us worked in restaurants that were like catered to families. Yeah. So messy families and kids destroying a whole dining area. Mm-hmm. Where do you want me to start? No, I want John to start. He put John, it on. John did put it on there. John, you want to start? Where do you want to start? I mean, I, uh, the, the reason why I put it on is like, I, I don't work in the restaurant industry, but I, I recently helped out in a restaurant. If yeah. you will. I helped um, seat tables and bus tables. Did you say uh, 1099 or what? No. Did you get well, tipped out at all? Paid? Oh, yeah. I got tipped out? You got oh, yeah. tipped? Nice. And I got Captain and Cokes while Rumples. I was working. Rumples. You have a little about cash, though. I had a couple Rumplemans while I was working. <laughs> <laughs> the most boosted up hostess. I was just helping. helping the the that, help rest, that restaurant does not shy away from I was helping a team out when they were in need. Um, somebody didn't show, so I was helping out. And I, what I realized, though, during that short four-hour shift is that when families come in and they have kids, they absolutely 100% destroy everything their area everything uh there's like napkins stuck underneath the table everything is sticky there's fries everywhere everything's spilled uh it's just a shit show yeah and i just wonder like why like do they not realize that like somebody i mean oh they know people clean up tables right you they move, know you remove the dish you know they you move know. the plates remove the glassware but you're literally scrubbing shit down after they leave the reason why parents go out with their kids is so they don't have to clean up. It's the main reason. No, I, no, they no, will no. gladly no, pay. No, no. no that's I can, not true. I can yeah. see that. I no, can see it's that. because you don't have to cook and you don't have to. No, the, the cooking part is not the hard part. Yeah. The, the cleaning yeah, up is. part. Because the kids are going nuts while you're trying to get food on the table and okay, they're hungry and I, ready I, to go. I hear you. But the cleaning up part is like the bonus then. Whatever. No, that's the bonus. No, that's, yeah, absolutely. They that's do not the, want to clean up after their that's kids. That's icing on top. Yeah. 
So someone's cooking their food. But someone's if you making their drinks. But if you any they're hanging out, and then they just leave the the. No, nobody. Any conscience, like you, like nobody. tidy up a little bit. Nobody, just a little bit. Nah. Like I, Molly, Molly, and I tidy up because we we've got a conscience. All right, but those other people, no, there's so. I would say maybe five percent have not a conscience. Even, not even. Is there like a, a I'm sorry it's or a, uh, nope. Here's an extra. It's like it's like once a year, I've someone will ask me to bar to to use the broom, yeah, to clean up. Once a year, someone will have sta- stockpiled the the plates up in the middle. As far as like those big parties go, they they have a lot, and I, I'm not yeah. upset about it. They have a lot going on. They're yeah. worried about the kids. They're feeding the kids. The last thing they they got to pick the kids up out of well, the, that when the it's, booster or then, the high chair. And then when they know it's time up, to go, it's, it's time, time to go. go. It's it's like, time there's, to go. there's no hanging on any longer. So I get it. And and honestly, for me to come over and sweep and wipe down the table, not a big deal. But um, I truly believe that 95% of the reason, not because of making the food, you can order food at home. They don't want to clean up after the kids at home, so they go out, and that's what happens. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm on board with it. So w- one of the funny things about, um, before we get into the actual, like more about like the, the actual like uh, mess that they make, uh, the place that I worked at, um, they don't normally give chalk out to the kids um, on their like patio. And I didn't realize this. And multiple families asked me for like sidewalk chalk for some reason and when I was seating them. And you gave it to them? And I gave it to them because I saw chalk on the chalkboard. But they have a chalkboard. I didn't realize they have a chalkboard inside <laughs> for specials. So, so I gave these kids like these these pieces of chalk, and the back of their building is like this like black painted uh, side of the building with like TVs for like sports and stuff. These kids drew all this shit like all over the brick like black wall, all over the <laughs> all over the bricks and the ground, and and. Uh, <laughs> And the people fired. The, yeah, the people were like, "What the fuck happened back here? Like, you're not supposed to give the kids chalk." I mean, it was like literally like a graffiti playground <laughs> in the back of this like patio. That uh, that's really funny. Yeah, Here's the thing, though. That's called customer service. Yeah, you're giving the customer uh, what yeah. they want. Yeah, and the kids what they want. Yeah, here's and some you, chalk. And hopefully, they tipped a little better because their kids were like occupied there you while go. waiting for food. There you go. Yeah. And maybe one of them will be an artist someday. You led them to be an artist, Johnny. Well, I hope they tip me some. Or they have chalk poisoning. One of the two. <laughs> they put yeah. their hands in their mouth. No, that was kind of funny. But I mean, you're. I mean, you guys. Like, I, I literally just worked one day, you know, and I could see the difference between a table that had a family of kids and not. So and it's that's like, for sure. It's, it's absolutely crazy. No, it's night and day. You know, yeah. but a lot of that has to do with you worked a, a certain day shift of the week. True. That's that's a heavy family day shift. You coming in on Tuesday night? Probably not going to be different. Kids, yeah. Friday night, medium. Yeah. The the shift you worked, you know what I mean? Like so that's yeah. like one of the nuances that if you're coming in on a Sunday afternoon, one of my favorite things about social is that like we're loud, lights are low. Yeah. We don't have a kids a separate kids menu. Right. We don't have kids like coloring stuff, and people are like, so um, this kid's like bothering, like the kids are running around over here. I'm like, just just ignore them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, like this is not for kids, but. Family members want to co- families want to come here because the dads want to drink bourbon, right? And the mom wants wants good wants, food, wants a cocktail, and yeah, a yeah. good cocktail. So like it is what it is, but like we make it so that's not approachable, but they're still here. Yeah. So Nobel House, not necessarily in that same vein. They don't cater to kids. 
but the family, but the no families, kid, no, no seven year olds are like, yeah, let's go for smoked meats. Right. But the families want to come in and bam, yeah. Sunday afternoon, they all come in and oh, Johnny yeah. gets to, to bar back and host us for the, no, but the, the dad is like, I'm going to go out and get some smoked meats and Manhattans yeah. and old yeah. fashions. And right. My kids are going to destroy. Right. And, and, he and he's having a great time. Oh, for sure. He's yeah. in his own world. He's checking his fancy like, lineup. Tip him 30%. Yeah. Great. Crayons everywhere, napkins. Probably tip you more if he's if his fantasy team's gonna win. Spilled like sauces, drinks. So before I before I signed on in this restaurant group, I worked at a Mexican place. So all those kids would like take handfuls of chips and like crunch them up and like throw them on the ground, and like handfuls of rice and throw it on the ground. I mean, it was, it was like a hazardous material like cleanup after those things. Like you remember Lone Star? They had like the peanuts on the ground. Oh, in the shells. Yeah. You go in there, like literally grab a handful of peanuts and go to your table, and you're just like just chucking, chucking them. Yeah, like you're at a ball game. <laughs> you're like, this can't be sanitary, and they're like, it's not. No. But uh, what did you want to eat? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't think are they sweeping up after you? Uh, no. No, absolutely not. You're just walking around. Yeah. At them. You just like uh, everywhere you walk is a crunching sound. There was one of the allures of that place, and then they realized that this is in Texas. Yeah. Uh, this is Illinois, and we yeah. like cleanliness. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of cleanliness. <laughs> no offense to Texans, but. Uh, you don't care about that stuff. No, not at all. <laughs> That's funny. I thought that I was going to go harder on that, but uh, I think you hit all the the nails in the head on that one. I'm sorry. No, no I'm, glad, I, I'm glad you did. did I, I mean, stop you, no, it was your it was your it was your venting. Stifle your release on that note. No, I'm just I'm just glad I didn't have to say all of it. Okay. I think it was well done. Uh, you covered all the points, like like Garrett said. Um, it's it's just amazing to me that how quickly the families are gone. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like mayhem, 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 mayhem. Check, pay for check, gone. And then you're like, did did a tornado just come through? Oh yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Jesus. Well, as a dad, nice. like so you're like, this is a four top. You see, it was two adults and yeah. two kids. Yeah. Like every, it's everywhere. As yeah. a, as a dad, like you see like your normal behavior of your children when you go out, and then like once it starts to turn, you're like, check, check. now, <laughs> check. We need to get in the car, and they go. need to fall asleep when I drive three blocks. Yeah. Like. It's time to go because it's it's not getting any better. Maybe that should be like an addif- additional like child like percentage tip. You know, so I was Ooh, thinking, that's that's something that you had on the deck that we didn't talk about. Uh like a a cleanliness yeah. uh tax. Yeah. Or no an excessive no, no, that would dirty go, that would tax. go that would go to the restaurant. So it needs to be like a like a like a one percent like sure, auto autograt. But it could, it could be divvied up. Like or, the owners can divvy it up. Yeah, or it could be like on the bill, be like a like a one percent like um, like child fee. I just think like excessive dirtiness. That's yeah. like excessive dirt. A filth tax. A filth tax. Filth yeah. tax. A filth tax. One percent. I think it's gotta and, be more than two point five. And then two point five percent filth tax. Say one point eight, and then it, it just gets divvied up, divvied up uh, <laughs> in, onto the paychecks. That's that's like pennies. I mean, honestly, I coming mean, from someone who if doesn't work, got deal a lot, then maybe not. Coming from someone who doesn't work in the industry, like it. It it makes sense to me because like the majority of tables that you clean, you have to clean like the everything off the table, right? The, you, the you, normal, you, the normal of stu- stuff, normal right? Like the glassware and, and all the, yeah. uh, and all the plates and, and excessive. But this is a different Filters. level. It's a different level because stuff is spilled everywhere, sauces yeah. everywhere, fries yeah. are on the floor. Yeah. You need a broom and a mop at the same time. Yeah, it's like a different level of cleaning. Yeah, but here, here's the thing about that is that you want everybody to come into your restaurant. If your catering is just adults. Then you negate thousands of customers. So you want the adults to come in with their kids, aka yeah. the family, and then you'll put up with that stuff just because they're spending good money on bourbon. Yeah, yeah. 
especially Bourbon, cocktails, it, wine, whiskey, especially like in certain beer, in certain food. days and certain times, right? Like yeah. like you don't want like that family showing up at eight o'clock on a Friday night. Not gonna happen. I mean, listen, yeah, but you want them coming at four o'clock on a Friday because you've got time to clean it up. We've talked about a lot of different customer stories for the last like three years, mm-hmm. and all of them are not like life threatening or I'm gonna quit my job over. No, it. And, right, and right. it's just of, funny right. to talk about. Right, and it, yeah. there's uh, there's also like multiple like nuances based on that situation. Yeah, right, and that's just that's all I'm talking. Well, about. I also think this like falls into like uh, like know where you're at like. Realize what you're doing, like once again, the overall like just like concept take like a little bird's eye view of your table, yeah. And be like, eh, maybe I could do a little extra for these guys. Maybe I could just sweep up those animal crackers, or just take what's on the table and like put it all in one pile, or like, or something. Something, right? yeah, yeah. Ugh. All right, Johnny, that was a good one, dude. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't talked about that before. I'm surprised it took the episode 53. I'm glad. I'm glad that we're families. still coming up with things. Yeah, it's probably cool. because you guys do work at places that are, that don't have a lot of children necessarily. Yeah, it's not catered to them, but, they, but we maybe, have them. But, but we're family friendly. Fa- oh. Family friendly. One hundred percent. We are, but, but we don't not, have a kid, like a separate kids menu. Yeah. Uh, we also don't provide coloring sheets, which a lot of like places do. Oh, Once man. a week, I get somebody that's asked for like crayons. That's a whole nother. I'm glad you don't. Yeah, but I'm it, glad that none of us do. We don't discourage kids. No. We just encourage. We discouraged them the at Barrel and Rye when we first opened. The dads who drink bourbon. And we got ostracized for it. Like yeah. we didn't even have high chairs. Yeah. And we're like, oh, all right, maybe we'll have two. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I guess we'll have mac and cheese now. There's a four-hour wait for the high chair. <laughs> uh, you can wait two hours for a high yeah. top, you and can, all you, of you could sit there, or you can have a four-hour wait for a high chair and a low top. But the one high chair we have is being used. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was There's not a, a place called 302. <laughs> right down the way. Great, great burgers. <laughs> they love families. <laughs> All right, sweet. Let's wrap this up. Um, no, no, no. No? We want to keep going? I got like uh, like three more hours to go. No, you don't. No, you don't. All right. Uh, we want a th- big, big shout out to Noon Whistle, who we recorded with last time. Big shout out to Crystal they Lake. They killed it. They killed it. And Crystal Lake killed it today. Yeah. It, was, I, it was just us and Ryan. Dude. There, there was no salespeople there, so there was like no pressure or anything. It was just so much fun. Ryan's coming on with us. He's badass. We got to have him uh, on. Uh, 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 February. He's coming on. February. February. Yep. You got it locked up? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, Russell Single Barrel Rye. Unbelievable. I'm still sipping on mine, and uh, it's fantastic. You still have some? I do. Um, maybe you should have some more. Uh, everybody take care of your bartenders and your servers. They're working hard for you guys. Everybody drink responsibly. Um, next time we get together... We're going to be in the city. Is that true? Yeah. It's true. Well, we're doing interviews in the so city. So we're doing interviews in the city. We're, we're trying gonna, something brand new. We're trying something super brand new. For we're us. not sure the how the format's going to go, but we're going down to the city. We have three separate interviews set up in the same day. We are going to put those into future episodes um, or whatever we want to do with yeah, them, right? Exactly. Or put one out as an episode, and then the other two we keep in our back pockets. Yeah, so. pretty much. I think the thinking around that is like not everybody can make it to the underground studio in Wheaton here, so and we uh, can't go out there every week. Yeah, right. and and so like we're we're gonna reach out to people and record with them uh, a separate segment where we talk about what they're interested in, and and then separately we'll record our normal um, a podcast here in the basement where Mike Garrett and I are. Hanging out, and then we interject the uh, the interview into it. Dude, we're gonna insert some uh, interviews into those episodes. I think it'll be really solid. We get to one of the things that's gonna be cool about that is we have to talk to people we've not met before. Um, one of them is an OG 
microbrewery purveyor um, bar in the city that's been around for 30 plus years. Uh, Michael from Hop Leaf is going to sit down with us. We're also going to Dovetail. We're also going to Cruz Blanca, really established places that I'm excited to sit down and talk to these guys and learn about their stories and uh, drink their beer. I picked those three, or we, we picked the, the 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 restaurant on our own, but like the other two, like those are ones I'm super excited about. Yeah. like Those are ones I really want to know more about. Dude, it's going to be a great day. Uh, December. If I want to know about it, you should know one about it. December tenth, we're going to be live at the Golden Dagger, doing a show for our buddy Johnny Perona. That's the rocking music you hear behind <laughs> us. <laughs> I was waiting for that. So that's that's gonna that's a fundraiser for MS. We're going to talk about that for real the next time we get together. Uh, we're going to put out the the website that everybody should be donating to. Uh, how you can get involved in that. Um, we're going to bring more interviews on for the rest of the year. Uh, 2022, the end of 2022 is going to be badass. Um, Gary, you got anything else you want to say for this episode? No, I've had so much fun. Johnny, you got anything else? Love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, Everybody, thanks for joining us. Uh, check us out on uh, SippingSocialPodcast.com. Like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, tell your friends about us. We love you guys. Uh, until the next time, everybody be good to each other. Peace. Love you. Later. First of all, we'd like to thank our listeners, our families, and friends that support us. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tell your friends about us. Big thanks to our producer, Johnny, in the Underground Studio. Also, a shout out to Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rockin' music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. Check, check, check. Mm-hmm. Yep. Check one. Uh, check. Uh, yep. Check. Uh, yep. ch- uh, check one, Johnny two. Johnny looks sexy with all this new gear over check here. Check one, two. Did I tell you the guys? The headsets look nice. The, the mics look nice. I don't know if I should be saying this as a podcast, but did I tell you guys exciting news in my life? Oh, I can't. Are you recording this, Jan? I bought a drum set. Oh, no way. Nice. Yeah. Nice. You and Johnny. and. Uh, you want to start a band? <laughs> now you get to bang in the bedroom and bang in the basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah.